Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, gold Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989-898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989-898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989 with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989-898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. the news. It is shocking news. It is roiling the world. The president has tested positive for COVID, as has Mrs. Trump, as have many in the inner circle. Where does that leave you? Does this change your mind about wearing masks? Do you think the president contracted the virus because he did not wear a mask? Well, that's ludicrous to think because he didn't get it from himself. I mean, if he wore a mask, He would have gotten it anyway. Where did he get it from? We don't know. Today we're going to talk about what this means for the election. Do you think that he's definitely going to lose now? Or will this help him through the sympathy vote? I'm going to ask you that. Would, uh, God forbid, Mr. Pence do better than Mr. Trump against uh, the hologram in a a basement, uh, Biden? Will the establishment push the 25th Amendment on him? We can also talk about, I guess, the hydroxychloroquine didn't work. I'm sorry to tell you, but I told you then and I'll tell you now. The president pushed HCQ. I told you everything you needed to know about it, but you wouldn't listen to me because you listened to Wallbanger, who graduated from the second uh, year in high school, I believe, who became a great proponent of hydroxychloroquine. I know much more than anyone in the media does about this subject. And I warned you that hydroxychloroquine was not only useless, to prevent this disease, but it was also dangerous because it caused side effects such as neurological side effects, which I won't talk about right now. What I will talk about is that a new antibody-based drug that has been tested, it may reduce COVID-19 hospitalizations, and it's it's a report from Eli Lilly, the manufacturer published in The Scientist, 
a 72% reduction in hospitalization risk among patients who received its monoclonal antibody compared to those who received a placebo. It's a very important small phase two clinical trial that involved a, a small sample of 452 participants. And what it shows is that this drug can reduce the need for hospitalization in patients with mild to moderate COVID-19 symptoms compared to control patients. I would hope the president is on this experimental drug, by the way. I really hope the president is on this experimental drug and he doesn't listen to the morons who know nothing about this subject who misled him before. There are many questions that need to be discussed on talk radio today, and I hope to discuss them with you. Let me begin by giving you the phone number here, 855-407-282. Big story, of course, is the president and the first lady tested positive for COVID. Does this change your mind about wearing masks? What does this really mean for the election? I mean, it's thrown the election into turmoil. The president cannot involve himself in any future debates, right? Now, he was against masks, and he made a mockery of wearing masks during the debate with Biden. Would the mask have protected him? Well, if he was in a crowd where someone was spewing uh, virus particles, if that person had worn a mask, it probably would have stopped the spread of the, uh, of the virus. If the president wore a mask, maybe it would have prevented a few of these particles from entering his nasopharynx. Maybe it wouldn't have. The purpose of wearing a mask is to prevent you from spewing viroids primarily. You understand that? You. Now they're talking about the 25th Amendment. It's a shocker, by the way. And it was published this morning by a friend of the president, who is uh, the man who runs Newsmax. He wrote it, had an article published that I think was very important. With, the 20, with uh, Trump being sick, the 25th Amendment could come into play. It's a very big deal. It's published on Newsmax, where they said in a worst-case scenario, Trump could be replaced on the November ballot by another presidential candidate which would be chosen by the RNC. The 168 members of the RNC would vote to nominate another candidate who could be Pence or someone else. Can you imagine that? Here's the problem. With around 1 million votes already cast for the election and mail-in ballots already going out, replacing Trump on the ballot would seriously disrupt the process. The 25th Amendment has four sections, each outlining the process for replacing a sitting president should it be necessary even if it's temporary, by the way. Now, there is a precedent for this. I don't know if you know this. Since the 25th Amendment was ratified in 1967, presidents have only done so three times. In 1985, President Ronald Reagan underwent the colonoscopy and briefly turned over power to VP George Bush. Did you know that? President George W. Bush did invoke the 25th Amendment twice in temporarily turning over power to VP Cheney during colonoscopies in 02 and 07. So even for a rather, uh, let us say, common procedure, colonoscopy, prior Republican presidents temporarily turned over power to their vice president, which means that this president, who was temporarily incapacitated with COVID-19, uh, could theoretically turn it over to VP Pence. I doubt that he will do that. Now, what effect does this have on Trump's chances is the real question you're asking yourself. When you woke up this morning, truthfully, 
and you heard the news that the president tested positive. First of all, I wasn't surprised. Ask anyone I talked to, which is about three people outside of my family. I told all of them months ago that I had a very strong feeling the president would contract COVID-19 because of his appearance before large crowds, because of his uh, hubris, because of his uh, devil-may-care attitude, because of a sense that he was immortal. I'm just laying it on the line with you. What do you want me to do? Mince words and say we send him our hopes and prayers? That is not the kind of talk show I do. I don't do hopes and prayers on a talk show. I'd rather not do a talk show if I get to that point. Now, many of you read the news the other day, heard the news that I'm going to be primarily or largely or only on podcasts uh, come January. And it was a shock to the industry. I don't want to talk about it. I just want to say one thing about that now, which is in order for you to know where I'm going to be and how to get my show and all that stuff, please go to my website, michaelsavage.com, and click up where it says sign for the Savage Nation newsletter. That will help you know where Michael will be heard by clicking on the Savage Nation newsletter. We'll send the newsletter out to everybody who signs up and tell you how to get the, uh, the podcast, God willing, come January. And, and frankly, you could always go to michaelsavage.com if you don't want to remember anything else. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the president's contracting COVID-19. We're going to talk about the antibody-based drug may reduce COVID-19 hospitalizations, and I think the president should seriously be advised to take it. What has happened since this announcement has been made? Well, things have happened. Trump skipped scheduled phone call on COVID-19 by the way, today, and Pence filled in. That happened already this morning. I don't know if you know that. He skipped his normal phone call on the COVID-19 call. He is mulling a TV address to prove he's fine. That's what we hear. If it happens during this show's normal time, we will, of course, uh, play this. The fact is the president is a very strong individual. However, he's in a high-risk category, by the way. He is in his 70s. He is obese. He eats garbage. He does not take any vitamins. He does not exercise. Shall I mince words with you? Shall I make a story up for you? That he's immortal, he's Superman? He's not Superman. He is not Superman. He is male. He is obese. He's in his mid-70s. He eats dreck. Boasting about McDonald's french fries that gives him his hair. I never saw anything like that. But let's put aside the absurdities of this issue and talk about the realities of uh, this issue. How did he get it? How do we know? How do we know how he got it? He did many events. We know Hope Hicks is a young woman. She came down first with the uh, positive. But here's the thing, and this is something that's a little uh, touchy to talk about. We learn that the Trump team knew of Hope Hicks' positive um, test, but went ahead with the golf club fundraiser anyway. Did you know that? Now, at that golf club fundraiser, after Hope showed a positive um, COVID-19 test, he did a golf club fundraiser anyway, and the event included personal photo ops. I've had them with the president long before COVID was an issue. He puts his arm around you when he does a photo op with his thumb up. An intimate roundtable meeting between Trump and dozens of supporters and a speech to fundraisers. Okay, what's gonna happen now? Who else is gonna wind up with the disease? I don't know. I have no idea what's gonna happen. Is anyone listening to this show who was at the fundraiser? 
with the president that day, who's a little concerned and wants to call this show. Because as of right now, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy, a real piece of work, a real left-wing lunatic, said New Jersey had begun contract tracing for everyone who attended the event at Bedminster, New Jersey. The governor said, we urge everyone who attended yesterday's event in Bedminster to take full precautions, including self-quarantining and getting tested for COVID-19. Is this going to change your way of relating to the public, is what I want to know. Now, let's go back to when this first hit in a big way, February, right? Isn't that when we all got hit with this? And we all lived in a state of shock. Now, a lot has been learned since then. But there's a lot of misinformation that is still out there being promulgated by fools like Chris Wallace, who's probably one of the stupidest people I've ever seen in my life. Did you hear what Chris Wallace had the nerve to say? Remember, Chris Wallace is nothing but a hack, a low-life TV spokesmouth. He had the nerve this morning to attack a genius, Dr. Scott Atlas, in the stupidest way you could ever imagine. Listen to clip 12. This is the dumbest man in the media right now. Chris Meatloaf Wallace in clip 12. I'm going to say something, and uh, I, folks, I'm just trying to give you the truth. Dr. Scott Atlas is uh, not an epidemiologist, is not uh, an infectious disease specialist. He has no training in this area at all. Uh, there are a number of top people on the president's coronavirus Moron. task force Moron. who have had grave concerns about Scott Atlas and his scientific You hear this government media complex uh, liar? I'm going to get a lot of pushback from this. You I shouldn't get pushback. You should get more than pushback. Shut the hell up. One, he can't know. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. If Rupert Murdoch cared about America, he'd fire Chris Wallace for defaming a man who is a thousand times better than this lowlife Chris Wallace. You hear the big lie that Scott Atlas is not an epidemiologist. Well, as someone who knows what epidemiologists, epidemiologists do and what epidemiology is, since I read my doctorate, in a triple field, including epidemiology at a great university, it's not rocket science. All it is is data analysis. And Dr. Scott Atlas is a genius in his field. He's a fine, fine scientist. And to keep hearing the big lie, he's not an epidemiologist like it's some kind of specialty that only a few rarefied individuals can understand is ludicrous. The fact of the matter is, he's a great scientist. Fauci is not a scientist at all. Fauci is a politician. And by the way, he tells you to follow Anthony Fauci and Deborah Bricks, this moron Chris Wallace. My friends, Fauci is not trained in epidemiology. Did you know that? Fauci is a, is a, is a, is a politician, never trained in epidemiology. And yet you're listening to this government media lie day and night about Dr. Atlas. I had Dr. Atlas on my show in March, and afterwards, I recommended him to the White House, by the way. And he wound up on the task force, running the task force, instead of the politicians who were running the task force. So let's put that aside for the moment, if you don't mind. Let's get back to the issue. It's you. And I'm going to ask you some loaded questions again. What effect does this have on Trump's chances? Will he remain asymptomatic? Will he remain mild? He is still going to face a major challenge because of this positive test. There's a couple of things you have to understand. And that is, because of his own exposure, it seems to undermine Trump's own primary argument he's been making about COVID-19 for the last several months. In a pre-recorded speech for the annual Al Smith dinner, Thursday night, held just a few hours before this surprise and shocking announcement 
Prez Trump said, quote, I just want to say that the end of the pandemic is in sight. Can you believe this? Now, here's the sad truth. The economy is coming back because of his policies. People are working again. Restaurants are opening again. Jobs are being created again. The jobs picture is great. It seems that some bad luck has fallen upon him with this terrible, terrible news that we got today. But you can't wipe it away. You can't say it's nothing. So what effect this has on Trump's chances? Will this affect your vote in any way? Has it changed how you're going to behave in public? I'll take these and other comments and questions right here on the Savage Nation. The phone number again, you better grab a line while you can, is 855-400-SAVAGE, 855-400-7282. And if you are a Michael Savage fan for the last, last 25, 26 years, and you heard the shocking news about me the other day, uh, if it's God's will, I will be on podcast come January. But the only way you can get that podcast is sign up for the Savage Nation newsletter by clicking on michaelsavage.com and just click on that back in a minute. Savage. When I heard that at paintyourlife.com you could have an original painting by a world-class artist done by hand from a photo, I thought, what a great idea. It must be so expensive. The paintings are truly affordable and the quality is amazing. If you want to give a truly meaningful gift, You've got to try paintyourlife.com. You're going to get a professional hand-painted portrait created from any photo at a truly affordable price. Choose from a team of world-class artists and work with them until every detail is perfect. Their user-friendly platform lets you order a custom-made hand-painted portrait in less than five minutes. It's a quick and easy process. Get a hand-painted portrait in about three weeks. Send any picture of yourself, your children, your family, a special place, or a cherished pet, or combine photos into one painting. This makes the perfect birthday, anniversary, or wedding gift. They're meaningful, personal, and can be cherished forever. At PaintYourLife.com, there's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded. Guaranteed. And right now is a limited time offer. Get 20% off your painting. That's right. 20% off and free shipping. To get this very special offer, text the word SAVAGE to 64000. That's SAVAGE to 64000. Text S-A-V-A-G-E to 64000. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. Text SAVAGE to 64000. SAVAGE to 64000. savage nation now could president trump receive an experimental drug now he's just uh, another of the seven million americans infected with covid19 but the most important one because he's the most powerful man on earth and so they're going to try everything they can to treat the virus even unproved therapies the question is will he approve of them because uh, i don't know whether the president will listen to anybody here he listened, apparently, to an idiot in talk radio who graduated the second year of high school and thinks he's an expert on the subject because he listened to a crackpot from a rabbinical school that hydroxychloroquine would, would stop and prevent COVID-19 infection. I warned you then because I'm an expert in the field of the quinolones. I know plant medicines, plant-based medicines better than anybody in the entire media, probably including uh, Chris Wallace, I would think. I don't know if he's an expert on that as well. I know Chris Wallace is an expert at lying, 
But whether he's also an expert in anything else, it's hard to say, because he attacked the real genius, Scott Atlas, telling us he's not a scientist, which is astounding. Scott Atlas is one of the pr principal scientists in the United States, if not the world, by the way. And you don't have to have a degree in epidemiology to be able to read data, moron. Okay, so will he take remdesivir made by Gilead? I don't know. We'll talk about it. Savage. Okay, you know I'm a car guy. You know I've had a Hellcat. And with the ever-increasing numbers of cars like Dodge, BMW, and Volkswagen, and models like the Hellcat, X3, and Jetta, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. We all know that. I'm a car guy, and I'm telling you why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while a counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com right in your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts in a chain store or new car dealership when you could do it at home on your own computer? Now, you may not know this, but chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and reliably low they are. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible, rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Does not require this. You could just do it yourself. RockAuto.com is a family business, serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Just go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet sets. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered right to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. But best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write SAVAGE in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. That's S-A-V-A-G-E. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Don't stand online in an auto parts store and wait for the hostile clerk to get back to you. Go to rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. Rock auto. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. So catastrophe has struck. First, the novel coronavirus, which originated in Wuhan, China, swept the world, taking hundreds of thousands of lives and wreaked economic and social destruction. And just as we were getting back on our feet and we prepared to reopen the economy, it happened again. Last night, we learned the president has contracted COVID-19. Now, we know that the mortality rate is extremely low. That's the good news. However, <clears throat> the president is in a rather risky category. I know you don't want to hear it. 
I know you want me to sit here like a moron and tell you all will be well. I hope all will be well. Do you really know? Do we really know? I mean, we need to make contingency plans in our own mind, in our own hearts, and in the nation. And we can't hijack the truth for the sake of political expediency. We are all staring into the abyss right now. We have no law and no order in this country because of Biden and Harris. Harris actually supports the criminal organization Black Lives Matter, which conducts violence on a daily, if not nightly, basis in this nation. She calls them brilliant and wonderful. If, God forbid, they should win the presidency, your life will change in a way you could never imagine. So that leads us back again to the main question. How does this affect the election? It's very hard to say whether this will help or hurt Trump. According to every poll, he was down anyway. You say, well, I don't believe in polls. All right, I don't believe in polls. But, you know, you can deny reality only so long. It wasn't looking good before the election. Then he got set up at the debate by that, that rabid mad dog, Chris Meatloaf Wallace, who is continuing to spew lies. He's the worst one on Fox News. And how the RNC permitted Meatloaf Jr. to be the moderator, I have to keep repeating myself. I blame his staff for this. He was set up from the get-go. All right, so is there going to be another debate? When? Well, we know there's going to be a VP debate of Pence versus the, uh, uh, the other one, Kamala Harris. She's vicious. She's also said to have a drinking problem. I said said to. That's a rumor. I say, I'll repeat, it's a rumor. A rumor. Whether she'll lush out that night out of fear, we don't know. He's very stable. Pence is a great guy. Pence is a solid Christian strong and a strong believer and i got to tell you something any man who is as in touch with god as mike pence is has god on his side and i don't know where this is going to lead but i know from my own personal experience that when you reach out to god and you really mean it really mean it i don't mean like mumble you know may god help us or that means nothing god needs to know your heart is broken to hear you i got to tell you again and again and again either he hears you when you really need him or he knows you're just lying and you'll go right back to your evil ways a second later. I know this is not a time to talk about God. I know you don't want to hear it. But of all of the people in, in, in the media, I'm the only one who wrote a book about God that I know of called God, Faith, and Reason, and it was a fluke. The publisher published it as a favor to me because I said if, you do, if I do agree to publish like Trump's War, right, then you're going to have to let me publish the God book I've been asking you to publish for years. And she did. And it had everything about my life and my search for this, uh, sub on this subject. And so what I'm getting at is I personally, personally know that I know it for me is that God exists. So if I accept in my own life, that God exists, and I've seen him act as near as Monday of this week. He didn't come in the room. I'm not Jimmy Carter. He wasn't here with a white robe talking to me personally. I saw what he did, though, because I reached out to him for 24 straight hours. I was in a straight-out prayer meditation for 24 straight hours. I've never done that in my life. And you notice what happened on Tuesday? That's when I made my announcement. I've been holding off on that. God led me to make that announcement. So I'm a very spiritual person. But I'm leading back to Trump and COVID and the election, if you'll follow me for a minute. I know it takes a while to, to develop an idea with me. 
I, I go in a slow in a slow manner sometimes, as quick as my mind can be. I also take time to develop a big idea. And I will tell you right now, if I believe in God as I do, then why did God permit Trump to get COVID-19? Some, see, make the connection there now. now. Now you've got the religious question of the day, if not the year, if not of your whole life. If God is good, then why did God permit the president to contract COVID-19? Now, it's not a fatal disease. In fact, it has a very low mortality rate. But he's incapacitated right now. He skipped the phone call this morning. We don't know his st- state right now. We don't know it, right? Did you hear me? We don't know. We can't take the PR thing. You know what I'm saying? God forbid. God forbid. God forbid. So we don't know. We just don't know. We don't know how he got it. She tested positive Hope Hicks. They travel together. She was on a helicopter. Did she? She a spreader? I don't know. What's the difference? What's the difference? He gave these rallies, and uh, it was, you know, all caution to the wind. If you're a cynic, you could say the president threw caution to the wind and the wind threw him. Write it down. I don't care. You know, this is like the end of days for me in many ways in radio. You've always had the truth for me. Now you're going to get more truth for me. You know what I'm saying? You never, you're going to have more truth in the next few weeks than you've ever had in your life on this radio show. I've always been an independent thinker. I've always been a free thinker. I've always been willing to criticize even my side when I thought they needed it, such as their disregard and disrespect for the earth and the animals. You know that. You know how sick I am over the abuse of this earth and the animal life on the earth. I've said it on the show many times, so I, I have an audience who likes independent thinking. You could say the president threw caution to the wind and the wind threw him. You could say the president tested fate, twi- attempted fate, sorry. You could say the president tempted fate and fate reacted. Fate doesn't like to be tempted over and over and over again. You could look at it that way. You, you could be very dispassionate about it and unreligious about it. And you could just say, look, he just got it like, you know, millions of others did. They didn't do anything wrong, right? You could look at it that way. He's just one of many. He got it. It happens. He'll overcome it. It's asymptomatic. It's mild. It's nothing. However, it does affect them politically. And I'll tell you why. I'll say it again. Even if it is asymptomatic and he comes out of this quickly and strongly, he faces a major challenge because of his dismissive public stance toward the danger of the virus itself. You hear what I just said? His own exposure undermines his primary argument that he's been making about COVID-19 for the last few months. He said the pandemic, it was over basically the other night. Just the other night at the Al Smith dinner, Trump said, I just want to say that the end of the pandemic is in sight. I, I wished it was true. So where does this leave us? Is everyone going to say, you know what? He was wrong on the epidemic, blah, blah, blah. Now we're going to vote in the Nancy Pelosi machine. Oh, we love California's lack of values. We love the corruption and the bankruptcy of the state of California. We want California's secret machine running the country. We want bums everywhere. We don't have enough of them. We want the suburbs ruined. That's what we want. We want to vote in old Joe. He's not the candidate. He's the Manchurian candidate. He's the front man for the real candidate. And the real candidate is not even Kamala Harris. She's a front woman for the real candidate who you don't even know. They run the most corrupt state in the world, California. California is more corrupt than Ukraine. But you're not going to believe me. So what's the point of going on? 
about this? What is the point of saying it over and over again that Biden and Harris are not the real campaign, uh, not the real candidates? What is the point of my saying that to you over and over and over again? You know, with Trump, whatever you may say about him, we know what we got here. They tried to lie about him with Russia. It was a complete hoax. Everything they threw at him was to cover up what they were actually doing. The reason they threw the Russia hoax at him is because Biden's son was cashing in on Russia. Never mind what, what Wallace says about that. Wallace is as reliable as yesterday's toilet paper, Chris Wallace. That's about the, 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 the extent of Chris Wallace's trustworthiness is yesterday's TP. The nerve of him today, the man who set Trump up to look like a buffoon the other night, today for this man... This, this disgrace Chris Wallace to attack Scott Atlas, saying he has no training at all in this area? Scott Atlas is an amazing man, a great scientist, which is why I recommended him to the White House, by the way. Now, his expertise is in magnetic resonance imaging of the brain and spine. So you say, well, that, he doesn't know anything about epidemiology. You don't need to know epidemiology to read epidemiology. Any college student can read an epidemiological paper and come to the same conclusions as the authors of the subject. It's data. All epidemiology is is data based upon an analysis. Do you understand that? It's not a magical, ooh, epidemiology, ooh, ooh, they're special. Scott Atlas is a um, member of the editorial scientific boards of many journals. Chris, you wouldn't know anything about that because you never read a scientific journal in your life. He has written more than 120 scientific publications in leading journals, Chris Wallace, but you wouldn't know anything about that. He is a full professor and chief of neuroradiology at Stanford University from 1998 to 2012. He is a genius in this field of neuroradiology. He doesn't have to be an expert in epidemiology to understand this. As I keep repeating to you, all you have to do is have a good analytical mind and know how to read data. Now, it is true he thinks that the disease has been greatly overplayed by Democrat governors like Cuomo, which is 100% true. They have greatly overreacted, greatly overplayed the disease and have destroyed their own economies in so doing. Do you remember the initial disease, the initial reactions to the disease? I remember February very well. I remember all of what happened and what we feared. And we were right to fear it. I mean, the experts were right to fear that the ER rooms would be overwhelmed. Remember, they brought in the hospital ship into New York for the overflow that they thought would come. Here in San Francisco, they built overflow facilities at the Presidio. We're happy to be on the Presidio Trust right now. I know a little bit about the subject. They thought that maybe the hospitals in San Francisco would be uh, overflowing with patients. Well, thank God it turned out to be a mistaken fear. It was a fear. The hospitals, the ER rooms were not overwhelmed with COVID. So there was no overflow. It was not quite as, the mortality rate was much lower than originally predicted and feared by people who miscalculated this disease. And so that's a good thing. The mortality rate is very low. But, but it does kill. And look, you can say it's very low, but there are people who die from it anyway, right? So the question is, how, how you know, how frightened should we be about the president of the United States getting what is a very serious illness in some cases and a very mild one in others? I would say 
reasonable precautions need to be put in place. I would say we need to think about a contingency plan, which means we do need to think of a vice president like Mike Pence. You see, we know who Mike Pence is. He's a tested and proven politician. Back in a minute. Savage. All right, there's only 49 seconds left in this hour. Virus nightmare, virus nightmare, virus nightmare. There's other stories, though. Can you imagine Melania's best friend leaking tapes she illegally recorded, trying to make Melania look bad? And and I have the tapes for you. There really is nothing in them that's bad. Can you imagine, though, that Trump condemned the Proud Boys when the Proud Boys are a non-racist organization? but he was bulled into it. I don't know who in his inner circle told him to condemn them. That was a huge mistake, by the way. It's Antifa who are the racists. It's Antifa who are the fascists. The Proud Boys are the patriots, and the leader is an African-American man. Did you know that? Well, you listen only to Chris Wallace. Westwood One Podcast Network. Fans of the spoken word, welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book, see the movie. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. It is the uh, Savage Nation Rock and Roll Friday. You know, there's nothing you can sing. All right, thanks, Fred. All right, thanks, Fred. It's uh, not a happy time. It's the worst of times. It was the worst of times. It was the worst of times. Oh, Mike, why are you so pessimistic? Why aren't you an optimist like those in radio pretend to be optimistic? All right, you know what? You want optimism, don't turn into this show. It's pretty bad right now. It's gotten worse, too. After what the media did to the president the other day, I mean, they set the guy up to respond, and he had to respond to defend himself. He had to cut them off. He had to respond to the cutoffs. He had to respond to the insults. What would you have done? Stood there and taken it? Then we hear the, the diagnosis. That's all that matters now. Now we got the diagnosis. He, the first lady, Hope Hicks, a bunch of other people. So what effect does this have on Trump's chances of winning? According to all the polls, if you want to believe the polls, you don't want to believe the polls. It didn't look good. Did this make it better for him or worse for him? No one wore a mask during the Trump debate, according to Chris Christie. Let's play the Chris Christie. Wait a minute, before you do. There were only a few people in the White House's map room on Monday during the prep for the next evening's debate. None of them were wearing a mask, according to New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, who was among the, uh, the participants. And uh, also there were six, six sheets to the win Rudy Giuliani. He was also involved in the debate prep, as well as... Trump campaign manager Bill Stepien, who doesn't want the president on this show. Apparently, they don't care for this audience. And then White House advisor Stephen Miller. 
Let us hear what Chris Christie had to say. It's a shorty. Let's hear it. No one was wearing masks in the room um, when we were prepping the president during that period of time. Uh, and uh, we were the group was uh, about five or six people in total. No, you all failed, by the way. You didn't prep him too well. In fact, you made him come out like Raging Bull. You look like Robert De Niro in the, in the end of the movie Raging Bull most of the time. So you didn't do a very good job. If he had stopped reacting to the attacks and let Biden talk for over a minute, Biden would have sank his own chances. Because he re- two minutes were not good for Biden. Biden would have stumble-bummed through two minutes. But that's, that's so long ago. To, look, look at the world we're living in now. Look what two days is like in this political cycle. It seems like two months, doesn't it? I mean, truthfully, it seems like two months ago, the debate. Now we're living in the now. What's the now? The president has announced that he has COVID-19. And people can't even react to this properly. Now, do you blame the fact that he didn't believe in masks? You know, you could say yes and no, but let me repeat again. Let me repeat again in case you don't know. The mask prevents you from disseminating virus particles known as viroids. It prevents you from spreading the disease. Now, truthfully, coming at you, maybe a little bit, just maybe a little bit. But coming from you, if you're sick, you have to wear, you should wear a mask 100%. Because as I said to you, the size of the pores, that's the openings or the holes in the fabric that most masks are made of, are very large in micron size, and the virus, by the way, can get through it. The virus, it's like uh, putting up a chain link fence to stop mosquitoes. That's the analogy that's been used before. There are masks that have smaller pore size that would be better, but most of us don't wear medical grade masks. Most of you fake it with kerchiefs, which is the stupidest thing I ever saw. I love all the people that wear the kerchiefs. They think that they're Cisco kid. They think they're cool, all the schmucks walking around with the bandanas like they're holding up a bank to go buy a banana in a supermarket. Everyone's the Cisco kid now. That's not stopping any virus from going out. Nothing. It's a scarf. So, okay, well, yes and no. But So where did he get it from? Really, the only question to me is, how, how do you know how? I don't know where he got it from. How do I know? He's very careful. He's protected. Very. He doesn't eat in restaurants. He doesn't accept food that comes in except uh, McDonald's. I don't want to get into the hair in the McDonald's uh, grease. Please, I don't want to go there. I heard that I almost, I almost fell down in the car yesterday. That after the debate, as bad as it was, he said that his hair, he has a lot of hair because he eats McDonald's fries. I said, no, that can't. He, is he kidding? Then I looked into this. I said, where did he get that from? Is it the same guy who told him to take hydroxychloroquine? Is it the same scientist at Fox News who went to the second year in high school? the biggest phony in the history of the media, the biggest faker of all, who fears any day the world's going to find out what a fraud he is? How in the world did the president come to rely upon that guy? I'll never understand. But he's the one who led him into the uh, hydroxychloroquine scam, by the way. Uh, Do not call me on this. You know nothing about the subject. I'm an expert in the subject. And by the way, in this hour, we're going to have a replay of a piece that I did with the world's leading expert, not only on hydroxychloroquine, but the quinolones, which is an entire class of drugs. Totally useless and also severe side effects in many people causing neurological disorder, which could explain a few things here, which I don't want to go into. But let's go down to to, let's get down to brass tacks right now. There's a couple of news items that need to be talked about. 
during the debate the other night, which seems like an eternity ago, he was put on the spot about the uh, Proud Boys, and he fell into the uh, sand trap of condemning the Proud Boys, who are a patriotic group of white people, black people, Hispanic people, and others who are the only ones on the front lines against the fascist group Antifa, which is a fascist group. They're the only ones with the guts to stand up to them. And why did he condemn them? Because somebody in his inner circle said, oh, you better go and condemn them. I'm not very impressed with this inner circle. He needs a new one. Look at the guy the other day, the one that wound up knocked down by the cop. Where'd he go, the fundraiser? See, these, these people have mis misled him. But this is all of no value to any of us, is it? What's the good of saying any of these things? We're so late in the election cycle. Do you think Trump can still win? Do you think this helps him? Do you think this new catastrophe helps his election chances or hurts them? The novel coronavirus that originated in Wuhan, China, which swept the world, which took hundreds of thousands of lives around the world, which wreaked havoc on economies, destroyed societies. Uh, do you think that the president contracting what a talk show host has described as a flu, another genius, the smoker, smokes cigars all his life and doesn't know. I never saw anything like this, such misinformation and stupidity. Smokes cigars all his life. God bless him. I hope he survives. Then the guy gets cancer of the lungs and never says he was apologizes to his audience telling him to smoke cigars. You hear this? I mean, it's sickening. And many of you religiously follow this stuff. Why don't you listen to the experts of whom I am one? I know more about this subject, for example, than let's say Chris Wallace. I know more about the subject than most people in the media. Now, how bad is COVID-19? Is it as serious as you have been told? Is it really just a small flu as a great man in the talk radio business has told you that it's just like the flu? Now, it's true that fatalities due to the disease have mostly been older people. That you know already, right? Right, 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 right. It's true to say that the greatest risk of the virus making you seriously ill or dying is for older people. But the last time I checked, older people were still people, and the last I checked, the president is an older people. He definitely falls in the category of an older people. Now, the mortality rate for a disease is not the only consideration. The coronavirus is not as deadly as Ebola or SARS and is far less deadly than we were initially led to believe. But, please listen carefully, it has a very high morbidity rate. As I've tried to explain on this program since February, there is a difference between morbidity rates and mortality rates. Morbidity means the duration of the infection and how long it debilitates an infected individual. For example, a disease that doesn't kill many people, but which renders bedridden for an extended period a high percentage of infected people would be a disease with a low mortality rate but a high morbidity rate the cdc itself puts out a weekly bulletin called morbidity and mortality and they report the respective morbidity and mortality rates for various diseases broken down by state i have read the cdc's morbidity and mortality reports ever since graduate school in 1977 by the way so that's how I knew something about morbid morbidity, which I told you about on this show going back to February. 
But here's something you should know now that the president has contracted the uh, disease or the, let us say, the antibodies. This is all he has so far is some, he, that, we don't know if he's asymptomatic, by the way. We don't know, but we know he missed the call this morning. Not a good sign. While the mortality rate for COVID-19 is relatively low compared to some deadlier diseases, the morbidity rate is high. Here's another thing you need to know. The reinfection rate of this coronavirus is very high. People have reported recovering from the virus and they're becoming ill a second time. This is a very intelligent virus. Let me be very clear. I just quoted to you from pages 91 and 92 of our Fight for America. I've been trying to educate America with this book ever since it came out two weeks ago. Why don't you check it out for yourself so you know really what's going on. Now, does this affect the election? Yes, directly and indirectly. It, affect, it affects the, the, the election very directly in that we do not know at this time the, let us say, level of morbidity of the president. Let's leave it at that. Do we know how sick he is? No. Do we know how sick he's going to get? No. All we can is hope to God he's a strong guy and he's going to get over it quickly. Do we know that's going to happen? No. Why do we not know it's going to happen? Why do we assume, why do we have to assume that we should say, oh, don't worry about a thing. He's going to get over it. It's nothing. He's a strong guy. He's in his 70s. He's obese. He eats garbage, doesn't take vitamins, um, and he doesn't exercise. Is his immune system inherently strong? Yes, it appears so. He's strong as an ox. But let me explain something to you again. Viruses don't care if you're Paul Bunyan or you're strong as a, a movie star pretending to be a, a boxer. They don't care. They can take you down just as fast as a little mosquito can take you down with malaria. Think about that one. How is it that a little mosquito can bite a person and, and give them malaria or another you know, mosquito-borne disease? And even no matter how strong you are, you can get sick. So, you know, we don't know the outcome. We can only pray to God that it's very mild and he comes out of it quickly. We don't know right now. You get it? I am running too late for my own good right now. But I've got to tell you again, you heard the shocking news the other day about me and the business, right? And again, I'm going to just say it simply. It's very simple. It's not complicated. To make sure you find where the new podcast will be, please go to michaelsavage.com or go to Twitter and click on the newsletter. And it doesn't cost you anything. And it'll go right to your email inbox and it'll show you where my podcast will be and how to get it come January. That's all. It's not rocket science. Most likely you'll get the podcast exactly where hundreds of thousands of you are getting it on a daily basis. It's a very, very popular podcast, but it should get maybe double or triple the audience come January when I will no longer be available anywhere else. It'd be a big change for me. I don't want to talk about that right now. We'll wait to December for me to get into that. Do you know how far away December is from now with what just happened? I do. Back in a minute. Savage. All right. So how does this affect your vote in plain English? Are you still going to vote for Trump if you were going to vote for him? Or are you afraid uh, you shouldn't? Or now you're going to throw yourself over to the corrupt uh, uh, Harris machine? Say, oh, yeah, well, I'll take a chance now on having Antifa run the country. No, I want Black Lives Matter running America. I'll vote for her. I want BLM running America. I'll vote for Biden. 
even though he's on an Amtrak train, pretending he's a nice, friendly grandpa. Remember what his running mate has said, that BLM, who we all know who they are, they're, they're brilliant. They call, she calls them a brilliant group, a great group. So you want them running America? You want them coming to your house, knocking on your door? Will you now start wearing a mask when in public? That's really, how's it going to affect you at all, is what I want to know. Will it hurt Trump's chances or not? We don't know where this goes yet. I mean, you know, it just was announced last night. Now he misses a phone call today. You know, I would think by Saturday, Sunday, we're going to know more. He may give a speech today. I hope he's well. Maybe he'll come over this, you know, strong, strongly. He's a strong guy, but, you know, he is an older guy. He's obese, eats real garbage. I don't think he's ever eaten a vegetable in his adult life. Say, well, why are you saying that? Because it's true. Unless you consider ketchup a vegetable, as Reagan did, I don't know. Reagan considered ketchup a vegetable. Remember that scandal going back then? When they were eliminating uh, certain foods in schools, they considered ketchup a vegetable. It is, actually. It turns out ketchup is a very good health food, aside from the bad sugars in it. Uh, Ketchup has a lot of lycopene, which is a phenomenal food. Oh, yeah. I know a guy lived to 98. He loved ketchup. But let's put that aside for a minute. You know, you can't get too light here. You cannot be comedic in the political arena at all turns, okay? Has this changed your view? Has it changed it at all? Now, I didn't even get to the leaked tapes of Melania Trump. That old friend of ours, what people in those circles that they secretly record you? I wonder if anybody secretly recorded me on the phone. My God, I hope not. My good friends. Oh, yeah. How many of my good friends record me while I'm talking to them on the phone? I shouldn't say anything to anybody anymore. It seems everyone's recording. Luckily, in California, it's illegal to record somebody if they don't know it. Did you know that? That's the only good thing about living in California. Other than that, in the foul area. I mean, if you, you know what's nice about living in the San Francisco area now is it reminds me of Queens in the 50s. I feel like I'm back in polluted Queens, New York. I wake up every day, I feel like I'm at home. It's so bad, you can't even breathe outside. I go out and say, wow, I feel like I'm home again. Where the ash is coming out of the, uh, the, the towers over the apartment buildings, they burn garbage. That's what San Francisco is like now. All we ever had here was good weather. We ever had nothing else. Everything else was a fake. The food was fake. The coffee was fake. The people were more fake than anything. But I loved the environment. Now that's gone. There's no reason to stay in San Francisco anymore. The worst politics in the world are right here. So what do you want to talk about? Trump tests positive for COVID. Did Trump tempt fate? And did fate uh, give him a little kick here or what? No, I think it's just chance. Could be you tomorrow. Savage. Many of you believe that an old anti-malaria drug and a class of drugs related to it is the magic bullet. I say not so fast. And joining us right now is an expert who spent a good portion of his life studying chloroquine, hydroxychloroquine, mefloquine, quinine, and related quinoline drugs. And he says not so fast. His name is Dr. Remington Nevin. Dr. Nevin is a board-certified doctor in occupational medicine and public health, former U.S. Army major and preventive medicine officer. But more than that, he is an expert on this subject. He's such an expert on the subject, and he is so worried about the dangers from the use of the antimalarial quinolins against COVID-19 that he has published articles on it. He uh, is the uh, executive director in White River, White River Junction, Vermont, of the Quinism Foundation. 
who is warning of a risk of sudden and lasting neuropsychiatric effects from the use of antimalarial quinolones against COVID-19. And uh, I have him back with us now on the show from Vermont. Dr. Nevin, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us on The Savage Nation. Back. Yes. Uh, Dr. Nevin, are you with us? Yes. Uh, great to be great, back. Great. So, Dr. Nevin, <clears throat> you know an awful lot about this class of drugs, the uh, quinolones. I'm getting <clears throat> uneducated people who are saying that because the president has said use it, it must be safe and effective. Now, there is no greater supporter of, doc, of, of President Trump than I am, but I think that we're rushing too quickly into a broad-scale recommendation for using uh, this class of drugs, and I believe you, you share that, that concern, don't you? I do, uh, Dr. Savage. I, I think, you know, in fact, I think the president has probably been uh, rather restrained in taking the action that he's taken so far, because all the president has done thus far is uh, essentially order uh, his staff and the agencies to authorize use of these drugs for use in hospitalized patients. But the president has the authority, and with the stroke of a pen or even just picking up the phone, he could do much more. The president has the authority under the PREP Act uh, and as commander-in-chief to essentially order the approval of uh, either of these drugs, chloroquine or hydroxychloroquine, for mass prophylaxis. And the same way that we all got our postcard uh, from the president and the CDC telling us uh, how to slow the spread, we, we could, in theory, all receive a package uh, of these pills uh, delivered uh, by the Postal Service or Amazon or UPS or FedEx. Well, would you recommend that it be taken prophylactically? I don't believe so. So at the moment, Dr. Savage, the evidence just isn't there to support that. But I suspect that the president is going to have a very low threshold to make a decision like this. Uh, and it's, it's not unprecedented. So, for example, India, uh, the, 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 the country of India has recommended uh, large-scale use of hydroxychloroquine for prophylaxis. Now, they walked back mm. the recommendation a little bit after they published their first guidance because they were, they were concerned that this recommendation would lead to people ignoring social distancing uh, and so on. But it's not, it's not unprecedented. And I, Wait, you mean it's not unprecedented to recommend a drug be used prophylactically that may have dangerous side effects? Exactly. And, and so, in other words, the short-term benefits may outweigh the long-term side effects in, in plain English, yes? Well, we don't know. And we don't know. This is That's what I'm worried about. It's why I invited you on, on the program. Now, I should say that if people have any underlying conditions with their heart, they should not use this drug. Is that correct? So hydroxychloroquine and, and, and chloroquine, they, they do have potentially deadly uh, effects on on heart uh, rhythm, uh, and and these effects are of I think greater concern at the high doses that we would see physicians use for treatment for prophylaxis and treatment of mild illness. As I think maybe most of your listeners are are envisioning uh, these drugs being used, that's less of a concern. Uh, okay, is concern. All right. Well, that's good to know. That's why I said I'm seeking the middle ground here. So why is there suddenly a backtracking? Uh, from the FDA on Z-Packs. What, what's the problem with, with that class of uh, antibacterials? So I don't specialize in that uh, class of drugs. Azithromycin is, is, is often thought of as, as being a very safe, but it's a prescription drug, 
Uh, and there are potentially dangerous adverse effects with uh, that. I, I don't anticipate that we're going to see azithromycin uh, added to the strategic national stockpile or authorized as a pandemic uh, countermeasure. I, I suspect that if, if further action is taken, it will be limited to the, the quinolines, chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine. Okay, so the bottom line is you're not totally opposed to using hydroxychloroquine, are you? So the, the evidence just isn't there for us to make an informed decision for any extension of current use. The, the FDA has authorized use of chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine without regard to dose, mind you. So we don't even know what dose to use, but they have authorized use of these drugs from the stockpile for hospitalized patients. And there's theoretical justification for the use of these drugs. There is test tube evidence that they had antiviral activity. And as many of your listeners will, will, I'm sure, tell you, there seems to be growing anecdotal evidence of the drug's effectiveness. But we do not have the type of quality evidence that we normally make decisions of this kind. All right. So the president says, I don't want it to be in a lab for the next year and a half. I want to use it now. Let's play clip number four for all of us to listen to. This is President Trump when challenged on the issue of hydroxychloroquine. Let's listen. Why are you promoting this drug? I'm not. I'm not. I'm just you saying very simply, I'm not at all. I'm not. Look, you know what I'm trying to do. I'm trying well, you, to you save come lives. out here every day, right, sir, talking about the benefits I, of I want them to try it, and it may work and it may not work. But if it doesn't work, it's nothing lost by doing it. Nothing. Because doing? we know long term what I want. I want to save lives. And I don't want it to be in a lab for the next year and a half. So... <laughs> Dr. Uh, Nevin, what do you think of that statement? So I think the president is probably somewhat misinformed by his advisors on the risks of this class of drug. All right. That's fair. Well, that's fair enough. Yeah. I don't think anyone's there to tell him about the risks. And what are the risks of using this class? That, that's right. So un- unfortunately, these, these drugs are not completely safe, as the, the president is suggesting. When, when the president says, what do you have to lose? or there's no downside. I, I think that reflects that he may not have been advised of the known adverse effects of this class of drug, which, which even the FDA in their emergency authorization have described. So, so with the approval of this class of, 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 this class of drug for uh, use in hospitalized patients, uh, this comes with a fact sheet that very clearly lists some of the neuropsychiatric adverse effects uh, that can be seen with use of uh, chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine. With use of this class of drug, you can expect uh, some people to experience uh, insomnia, anxiety, depression, paranoia, uh, psychotic thoughts, suicidal ideation, and lasting neurological symptoms such as ringing in the ears, disequilibrium, or vertigo. These are th- Is that why the U.S. Army Special Forces bans this drug for use uh, on frontline troops? So that's mefloquine, the related drug mefloquine. Right. I know it's in the same. I know it's related, but it's a similar uh, structure. So that's right. are the side effects the same with mefloquine? Right. So it's mefloquine is a quinoline drug. It, it is chemically closely related, more closely related, I think, than people realize, uh, to chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine. All the quinolines share the, the, the common quinoline core which we suspect provides the underlying toxicity of this. So wait for one minute, mefloquine has what attached to the ring that the other drugs do not. What is it? What do they attach to the ring to make mefloquine? 
Oh, so the, 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 the side chains are what describe the subclass of drug. You have uh, four methanolquinolines, four aminoquinolines, such as chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine. You have eight aminoquinolines, such as uh, primaquine. And it, it's often thought that these drugs are very distinct in terms of their adverse effects, but that's not true. All of these drugs share a common tendency to cause idiosyncratic neurotoxicity. Interesting. <laughs> and, and, and those are the symptoms we're talking about. Uh, that you have mentioned. And you talk about quinoline encephalopathy. What is quinoline encephalopathy? Exactly. So, so this class of drug works against the malaria parasite because it has this remarkable property of being able to enter across membranes and accumulate at many hundreds and sometimes even thousands of times the concentration in serum within specialized compartments in the cell and in the malaria parasite. It's this remarkable property of the chemical that makes them effective as antiparasitic agents. Wait, wait. So, so I, I understand that the quinolins cross the, uh, they can open the cell gate, in other words, and get it through the cell membrane, right? They don't even open a door. They just march right through. They march right through. All right. So when they get in there, they, I, I understand the quinolins change the pH of the cell. Is that true? Right. And, and it's that substitution, the, the addition of the nitrogen to the benzene core that turns these drugs into weak bases. And in the acidic compartments of a cell, the loose protons will attach to this class of drug and then turn off the ability to exit. And this is what results in the drugs accumulating at many hundreds or thousands of times their concentration outside. It's likely what makes them effective as antimalarials and antiparasitics. It may be what underlies their antiviral properties observed in the lab, but it's also very likely what underlies their tendency towards permanent and irreversible neurotoxicity, the ah, neurons. Ah, because, because once they're there, once they enter the cell, they're there. Uh, there's no exit. There's no, I want to ask you something else, Dr. Nevin. You're an expert in this field, and I'm, re, I'm not trying to challenge you. I'm trying to learn something here. I have been studying the use of uh, of, uh, um, of, of natural products other than these to have similar effects. So uh, I've been talking about taking quercetin-dense uh, natural products. I'll give an example, green tea. Quercetin is known to open the cell gates, open the, the, cell, uh, the cell gates, the, the open the gates wide, and then taking foods rich in zinc. And when zinc enters, zinc does some pretty strong has some strong effects upon viruses i know that for a fact what about using uh these natural products uh in 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 not in substitution for but as a general recommendation so uh, dr savage that's outside my area of expertise i'm not i'm not familiar with the effects of a president i am familiar as i'm sure all your listeners are uh with the reports of zinc providing potentially some added antiviral activity with use of this class of drug. I'm, I'm not certain whether that will uh, bear out uh, with study, uh, but of course zinc is available in, in many... Uh, right, well, the zinc doesn't really work unless it can get into the cells, and the quercetin is used to open the cell gates or the membrane to let the zinc in, but that's a whole separate story. Uh, I'm not claiming to be an expert in the field, but I have studied it for a number of years, and I'm always interested in, in foods first, all of that stuff. But you are such an expert on chloroquine, hydroxychloroquine, mefloquine, quinine, and related quinoline drugs and their risks and sudden and lasting neuropsychiatric effects that you created a whole foundation called the Quinism Foundation. Uh, would you say that uh, the uh, use of hydroxychloroquine should be used as it in this case or not? 
So I, I think it was not unreasonable that the president did what he did in making these drugs available under an emergency use authorization for use in hospitalized patients. What, what the effect of that uh, was, was to open up uh, the availability of large quantities of otherwise unapproved drugs. For example, the Bayer version of Resichin or chloroquine that was available in Europe but wasn't licensed here. That drug is now, I understand, available for distribution to hospitals. But, Dr. Nevin, what, are, what about people who were saying what's wrong with using it for only the five-day course, not for long-term use? Right. So that's a very different situation, isn't it? So instead of using the drug in seriously ill, hospitalized patients who are close to death and who really do have nothing to lose in many cases— now you're describing the prospect of using this drug in healthy people, the majority of whom are at very low risk of COVID-19, but who will almost certainly be at some risk from their use of the drug. So a very different set of considerations. But are doctors now prescribing this prophylactically? Is that what you're hearing? I am hearing it. So the problem with that is that there simply isn't enough of those drugs available within the supply chain uh, for everyone to have. Yeah, but I know doctors who loaded up on it before the supplies were locked down and ran out, and they're using it, they're giving it to their friends and family, and now everybody and his mother's uncle wants to use chloroquine or hydroxychloroquine. Uh, and what what is the bottom line here? You're saying prophylactically be careful, basically? Right. Unfortunately, there isn't enough evidence for us now to make the kind of risk-benefit calculation that would govern the, the widespread use of this drug. Now, of course, any individual can go to their physician and have a conversation. Dr. Nevin, thank you so much for being with us on the Savage Nation today. Savage. All right, so I asked the question of, would you now start wearing masks now that the president uh, has contracted COVID-19? Okay. And Fiona Rodriguez answered as follows. She says, the question is not, would you now start, but rather, when will we stop wearing masks? She says, it's a virus. It will never stop. And the more we mess with it, the more it will mutate, like the flu virus. We just get weirder, respiratory, slash gastric, slash systemic sicknesses year by vaccinated year. She's right about that. But I myself... I myself in public, I don't mean walking in the street alone or bicycling, I think they're fools. We saw a real idiot yesterday. The air is polluted here with toxins like you can't believe. We saw a moron with a top down in his car driving on the highway with a mask on. I said, what is this guy, crazy? He's wearing a mask to protect himself against COVID, but he's got the top down while there's toxins falling out of the sky from the fires. You talk, you talk about stupid. But, you know, I'll be more cautious again. I, I got a little lazy. I'm going to be very more, you know, in the beginning of this in February, March, I was very paranoid. If I went to a supermarket, you know, I wore gloves. I had to wear, you have to wear a mask now. You cannot go in without one. But I wouldn't touch anything without a glove, right, then. And I still don't, by the way. Uh, when I came home, I took my shoes off. I wouldn't wear them into the house. Still a good practice, by the way. The Japanese are not stupid. Okay, they take their shoes off at the door. Many cultures do. Common sense precautions. Again, thanks for listening to the Savage Nation. To make sure you find the new podcast, please sign up for the newsletter now. It costs you nothing. You'll get on a mailing list. And when the transition is made, 
You'll be notified directly how to catch the Savage Nation podcast. It'll be seamless for you. Until then, our fight for America continues. The war continues. Our fight for America continues. More so now than ever. May God shelter the president. The Westwood One Podcast Network.